What's good? What is up? It is the 3C Podcast, and it's Friday, and you know what that means. I'm your host, Brent McGrath, and I've got a conversation with a content marketer that is making it happen. I am joined by Brooklyn Nash. Brooklyn Nash is on the outreach team. He's the head of content for Sales Hacker. He is somebody I have been seeing all over the social media platforms, and I reached out and said, I got to talk to you, Brooklyn, about what you're doing. If you like what you've been hearing on the 3C Podcast, Hit that subscribe button. Leave me a review. Want to hear the feedback. Tell me how I'm doing. Hopefully, you have had a productive week. Hopefully, you can use this conversation to give you some insight. Hopefully, it can help you out. I know it helped me out. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What is up, everyone? Welcome back. I am excited for today's guest. I have Brooklyn Nash. Brooklyn is responsible for content over at Sales Hacker. I know most of you have probably seen that and also content at Outreach. Um, I have was just talking to Brooklyn before we hopped on. I've been following kind of the Sales Hacker and, and Outreach content for quite some time. Definitely some really good stuff. I know Brooklyn does a, supports a lot of other companies too through kind of freelance and contract work hearing that a lot in the content marketing space. We've got a lot to talk about, but without further ado, how are you doing today, Brooklyn? Very good. Thanks for having me, Brett. Absolutely. So I, I got to ask you first, I feel like I knew who you were before we got connected and that's just through social media and just seeing you, your updates and things pop up mostly in the content space via you know, LinkedIn and Twitter and which is, I don't know, that's kind of how we're meeting people these days. You see them yeah. publish content and someone they know likes it or retweets it. So your, your uh, content just on the, the, the personal brand side has been showing up in my feed for quite some time. So I just uh, maybe love to get your perspective on just maybe like as a content marketer, like how you approach like personal brand and the use of social media. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> I don't know. How much of an expert I am on this because I kind of got into it by accident. Uh, it, it's only been just a little bit more than a year. I joined a small sales startup early last year called Wizza, and after a few months, our head of growth left, and I was the only other marketer uh, focused on content at that point. But I, I kind of decided to double down on social at that point because he had owned that uh, before he left. So I just got more active on LinkedIn to start and um, kind of just grew it from there. Uh, and then when I joined Sales Hacker, it, it makes sense to continue to be active on social. It's where a large part of our audience is. Um, and like you said, it's a great way to meet and connect with new people in the space. For sure. And, and maybe just before we jump into the topic, I'd love to know just on the Sales Hacker side, Sales Hacker, so much about it is the community, the content, um, the growth of that. It seems like it's kind of like a playground for someone in your role in a content as a content marketer. So like, what has your experience been like so far in just supporting that community? It's been a lot of fun. I like, the, I like that you called it a playground because that's what it feels like. It's, I mean, it's a great team to work with. I'm working pretty closely with Katie who, who focuses on the community side. And then Sam, who is part of my, is the, is the content team and does uh, probably 10 times more than I do for social and podcasts and, and all of that. Um, so it's been a really fun team to work with. And then it's just really fun getting to know our audience and our community members too. I mean, a big part of what I'm doing now is almost more partner marketing than, than content marketing. So it's a lot of relationship building and follow-ups and, and jumping on 
on Zoom calls to discuss topics. So that's been a lot of fun to, to get into. Yeah. And I, I've, uh, I can relate just in spinning up this podcast, launching a company, just it, it is a lot of doing what we're doing right now and connecting with people who are in the industry, who are in roles similar to mine and just chatting, understanding, sharing best practices and learning. So I like uh, how there's that partner marketing component into your day-to-day. And maybe that's kind of like a good segue into talking about um, kind of the topic at hand, but we traded some emails just on what we should talk about. And like, I was like, my, my point of view is always like, I want to, I want to let the guests, you know, give me some perspective on an area which they're passionate about. And one that you played back to me was one that I've been thinking a lot about. I've been working with a similar strategy and doing what I'm doing. And that's just kind of like this idea of like content facilitation or maybe like not feeling like as a content marketer, you're like a a one person team and you have to write and you have to do everything. But there's this opportunity to bring in quarterback, the process, facilitate, bring in the, the right types of people to help support the kind of content plan and strategy. So that's what I want to talk about. And maybe we just like take a step all the way back and just share some perspective. Why don't you share some perspective on just like your like aha moment when you might've been doing content marketing, like I, which I would consider as like kind of like traditional content marketing. And then when you had this moment where you're like, all right, well now it might be the time to bring in other people and, and, and start executing on, on this new strategy that I think will be more impactful. Yeah. I don't know that there was a, an aha moment. It's more of kind of a, a slow progression this past year um, from a few different places. So Number one was seeing uh, B2B brands be pretty successful in bringing almost influencer marketing to content marketing. Databox does a really good job of this where they have a really in-depth article, but it's almost all based on the, feed, the, the, the responses they get from their audience. And then it's kind of a, an automatic promotion boost as well. Um, so seeing that early on, uh, like I think early last year, uh, jumping into this new role with with Sales Hacker, where it's a lot less writing and a lot more working with contributors to really finesse their ideas into something that will work as an article, um, and giving pretty generous feedback, but very specific and and ideally productive feedback to contributors. Uh, and then now with some of my clients, I'm I'm doing less writing and more polishing content that they source internally from their, uh, you know, from their product marketers and their engineers, their internal SMEs, essentially. And those pieces have been a lot of fun to work on. It's, it's a lot more fun. This is what it came down to. Maybe this is the, the aha moment just within the last couple of months is it's a lot more fun to polish an article as a writer that comes from an expert in the field than it is to Google a bunch of stuff and try to sound like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I think a lot of content marketing is that second piece. But I think if if marketers can take a step back and figure out where else they can source even just V1 from, they could bring a lot more expertise to the table. And then the content marketing role becomes more about coordinating that and then polishing it from a, a story and a writing perspective versus trying to become an expert on uh, on 
I don't know your data art your your data infrastructure in in uh, in Snowflake in a matter of a couple of weeks. Yeah, no. So I can relate, and I've been there. You know, I have not always worked in B two B SaaS marketing to marketers. I have before, but there's been stops in between, and it's when I jump into those stops, it's been like different industries, right? And so mm-hmm. let's say the industry is corporate security. If I have no experience in corporate security, I'm going to write and I'm going to try to create content and it's going to come off as inauthentic because I would imagine people in corporate security are very tight knit, can sniff things out and will realize quickly that whatever our company is writing doesn't make any sense or is off the mark and is inauthentic, which in turn has a negative impact on your brand. So I think I love that nugget because I think there's so many content marketers jump into their role and their new companies and they feel like they have to be this subject matter expert in a field that they've never worked before. Mm -hmm. And it's it's impossible. So I think what you're suggesting is like, go find those people, whether it's customers, partners, or maybe people within the, the company and tap them on the shoulder to help support the content um, that exactly. you're, you're in charge of producing. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. And not just with, I mean, typically you'll do that with maybe case studies and maybe uh, like a benchmark report or something to get some quotes, but it's not the typical approach for an article, for example, especially if it's an article that's aimed at SEO, but there's no reason we, couldn't start doing more of that. One of my clients actually pays their their internal SMEs extra. It's quite a bit. I think it's a, a few hundred bucks, um, up to seven hundred for longer ones to take on these writing assignments, and and then they pass it to me, and I go through the editing process, and it takes three or four hours to edit and really get it in shape because they're not writers, but they know a heck of a lot more about information architecture than I do. And I know more about writing so I can, it it makes sense to, to work that way. Um, and I haven't, it's the first time I've seen that approach from a client and I'm really enjoying it. (laughs) I, I love that. Um, because we've all heard the story. It's like, Hey, yeah, I've got these subject matter experts within our team, but I can't get them to pay attention to content and contribute. So what might as well, uh, pull out uh, money talks, right? Let's spiff these people to help support the content strategy. And that's when I think companies really start, you really start to see companies who um, don't look at content from just like a marketing perspective, but look at content as from a company, like a whole company perspective. And that's, that, that's super exciting. One of the things I want to touch on that you mentioned before was just polishing and giving feedback. I think so much of uh, marketing today is collaborating, contributing, like getting your content on other platforms. And so mm-hmm. I just love to get your perspective on giving that feedback and what's that like with people who might be experts in a field? Like, do you find it to be difficult? Like, do you have a process? Like anything you can unpack there would be awesome. Yeah. So our process right now, we have a, a great editor, Rebecca Reynoso. She's actually managing editor at, at at G2 as well, but she's contracting with us. So our process currently is we'll receive a draft and I go through and just give, I won't make any comments in the doc. I'll just kind of see where it sits and then I'll give feedback in the inbox and leave 
sometimes it's one point, sometimes it's four or five bullet points of the big picture, how to make the draft a little bit better. Usually that's things like we need to make the focus a lot more clear up front in the intro. Um, other times it's we need to separate these ideas out and, and kind of organize it better so that it flows for the reader. And sometimes it's saying, hey, this there's another piece of this that feels like it's missing. Can we add that in? Um, and then they go for a V2 and then we pass it to Rebecca and Rebecca will go in and do more of the inline edits for the actual writing. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and that's been a really, I think a really productive approach because it's, it puts a little bit more work on the contributor, but I think the content that we get is a lot better because they can fill in the gaps instead of us trying to kind of spin our wheels and figure out how to, how to fill in the gaps ourselves when we're not necessarily the experts on the, on the subject. I love that process and just the collaboration with multiple parties. And it would make sense of why there be the output would be probably better than somebody just copying, pasting, and just plopping it in. I want to spend, spend a little bit of time talking about just like the role of content marketer. I think, you know, I, I, I'm sitting here, I'm talking with content marketers every day and it just seems like the content marketer in the role itself is, 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 is it's always been there, but it's more important than ever. And it's really kind of that role that's like the catalyst can provide the catalyst for change in B2B from moving from like your traditional B2B like playbook that everyone's tired of, that everyone's been exhausted from running over and over to starting leading with content and start leveraging content as a strategy to help and build build and develop uh, brand your brand. So I just like, I'd love to get you, you, you know, you're, you're working with a lot of different companies, you're building audience and you're building community. I, I'd love to get your perspective on just the role of content marketing, like what you're seeing like now in terms of like potential for this role to really help better B2B marketing and then maybe future state where, where are you seeing the content marketing role? It's a really, it's a good question. And it's a really hard question to answer because I think somebody hears, you know, you could, you could ask 10 people what a content marketer is and you'll get 10 different answers. Um, Some people think of it as very related to almost synonymous with SEO. You know, if you're a content marketer, you create articles that rank on Google and then drive traffic to your site. That's a very small, well, not small piece. It's one piece of content marketing and that's not all of what content marketing is. So I think in a in a mature organization with the budget for it, content marketing really should touch nearly every piece of marketing. Sometimes it's directly related to dev demand gen, um, or you can create a white paper for a download, for example. Other times it's SEO for very top of funnel traffic. Uh, sometimes it's partnership marketing. You're working on a, a deck for an upcoming webinar, for example. And then sometimes it's, or often it's, it's product marketing too, figuring out how to position what you have in a way that isn't, you know, landing page copy. So where it's, in terms of where it's going, I don't know. I think that there's the idea that, that companies, what's the phrase there's, there's a phrase that's been around for a really long time of um, uh, companies needing to be every company needing to be a media company, essentially. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, I'm not remembering who said that, but anyway, I think that will become more apparent. I think as companies begin to invest in more quote unquote premium content, 
in sourcing content from their own product. That's another, another way to do it. Instead of internal SMEs, you're relying on what your process is or what your data says. Gong is doing that really well because they, I mean, they have data built into their product, right? And, and outreach, now we're doing it with outreach and outreach and we'll have things rolling out this next month uh, at Unleash. So now I'm rambling a little bit, but no, no uh, I, 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 yeah, yeah, no, I, I think, I think that's good. And I, the, I think the, the media company perspective, I don't know. I've heard Gary V talk about that um, a lot about how yeah, that's who it was. Yeah. Is that who it was? But yeah, yeah I, I agree. And I, I like what you said about just content marketers. I think that are pushing forward today are the ones that aren't, that have the ability to, and aren't just working in a specific silo within their organization, but they're kind of working cross-functionally and uh, building internal partnerships to execute so that the content that they're delivering to the market is better than it would be if it was just one person sitting behind a keyboard. Trying to write it all up. Yeah. Air traffic control is the phrase. There there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe a a couple more topics here. I'd love to know, like, I've just been a fan of outreach and outreach's content. You're involved in it. Can you talk to me about just like why you think outreach's content is is hitting the mark? Why that the outreach brand has continues to grow? I'm assuming maybe Sales Hacker has something to do with it, but I'd love to get just your perspective on just you being in a seat working there. Um, what are the things that outreach is doing that maybe not necessarily say other companies should do this, but other companies could potentially take note of? Yeah, good question. Um, So I actually don't touch a ton of outreach content directly. I do um, focus on the outreach on outreach campaign, I guess. It's not really a campaign, but we put out a biweekly article that focuses on how outreach teams are using the tool to, uh, sometimes it's to generate pipelines, sometimes to drive renewals. We dive into a lot of stuff there. So that's my main focus with outreach content. But the reason I think it's working is what I've seen from the team is a very purposeful approach to the role of content in the company. It's not just let's throw a bunch of stuff up there to get get ranked on on Google. And then on the flip side, it's not just let's put this, you know, this one pager together to, to use as, as a lead magnet and lead magnet on the site. There's a very purposeful approach to what fits in where. Um, and that's been really fun to watch and learn from um, working with Carrie and Anne who are on focus on content on the outreach side. Um, yeah. Working and learning from them has been fantastic. So it's a purposeful approach. I think, I mean, we have a weekly, meeting, standing meeting, where it's essentially just a rundown of what's coming up on the calendar and then how it all fits together. And we can get quick questions answered um, from the whole team. And that runs the gamut from partner marketing to demand gen to content. That's awesome. No, I appreciate that breakdown. Definitely make sure everyone goes out and checks out Outreach's content. It's really good, especially if you're in, if you're, you know, we, there are, it's not just a marketing show. There are salespeople that listen to this show. So um, definitely check out their stuff. Maybe we close out with this Brooklyn. I'd love to know like someone who listens to this episode, who is maybe kind of stuck in the old way of, you know, working in a silo, grinding it out, grinding articles, publishing kind of that hamster wheel of content marketing. They listen to this, they know that 
maybe like content facilitation and working cross-functionally is where they need to be. I'd love to get maybe your perspective on like, what's like the first thing or two that, that a content marketer um, should be doing in order to kind of get that uh, content facilitation process rolling at their company? Well, it, de- it definitely depends on kind of the seniority because you might have more influence than than not. So it depends on on where you're at for one. But I think something anybody can do, whether you're the, the sole content marketer at your company or one person in a larger team, well, it's two things. One, take a step back and, and realize less can be more with content. So, I mean, this might be easier said than done for some, depending on your relationship with your boss and what expectations are. But start by taking a step back and look at the content that's coming up, what's going to be most impactful and what maybe isn't worth pursuing. You don't have to put out, you know, two or three articles a week on your blog for that to be productive. For example, you could put out one and spend that extra time on distribution and promotion and and getting it out there. Right. So that's number one is just take a step back. Number two is just start talking to the rest of your team more regularly, put one-on-ones on your calendar to connect with your sales reps, to connect with your AEs, to connect with your product team. If you have, you know, if you have someone focused on data science and talk to someone focused on data science, talk to your customer support folks. I mean, just by talking to people over the course of a month, I think you'll get a very clear picture of what matters to them and in consequence, what matters to your customers. I mean, that's the, that's the classic marketing advice, right? Is talk to your customers. So a proxy for that, at least as a first step is to talk to other people in your company that aren't in marketing. And I think you'll, you'll get a much better understanding of how everything interconnects. And hopefully that builds a foundation for collaborating more on, on content down the line. I love it. Sometimes just stating the obvious at the end there is the most important thing we can be doing. And that is talk to your customers. We forget that sometimes, but that's typically where all the answers are. Uh, Brooklyn, this has been awesome. Before I let you get out, plug some stuff. Anyone listening, content marketers, salespeople, um, where, where can you send them to learn more about what you're doing and what you're working on? Yeah. Number one, I'd say check out saleshacker.com. We launched a community almost a year ago. So we have a lot of discussions going on there. It's not just the content that we're putting out and that our contributors are having. You can ask a question, you can respond. Um, It's a full-fledged community now, which is great because we can basically more quickly understand what our audience needs help with. And then other people in our community can can help out with that directly right um so whether you're a marketer or a salesperson uh, check out the community uh, yeah and otherwise i mean if you have content marketing questions specifically feel free to connect with me on on linkedin and that that would be great <laughs> awesome well well thanks so much learned a ton we'll have to talk to you again soon take it easy brooklyn thanks brett Man, I had fun with that conversation. It was great to meet Brooklyn. Ton of insight. Hopefully you got something out of that one. Go follow him across social. You won't regret it. Go check out what's happening at Outreach and Sales Hacker. If you like what we're doing here, hit that subscribe button. If you want to follow along and be one of the first users of the juice, hit the link in the show notes or go to thejuicehq.com. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. Have a great day 
weekend, and we will be back next week with more 3C Podcasts.